Hey everybody, we got a quick episode for you today about something that I think is potentially one of the most important things when it comes to working out, especially if you are um, very goal-driven, uh, you have a specific outcome that you are looking for. Um, I think this is one of the most important things, and I think it's there's an epidemic of people that are experiencing plateaus and a halt in their progress because of this very thing. So I have a short little episode for you today, um, but it's going to be jam-packed full of information. And I have everything outlined, so if you got a pen and paper near you, um, I would take some notes on this because there's going to be a lot of good information here. So what am I going to be talking about today? Well, I want to talk about volume. What is volume? So my definition of volume is the amount of work you are doing. Uh, and when we're talking about lifting weights, or if you are in um, an athletic setting, this could be lifting weights plus conditioning plus any you know speed or agility work that you might be doing. Um, but basically, it's the amount of work you are doing. In the simplest terms, for most people, uh, when it comes to weightlifting, this is quantified in the number of sets that you are doing. Other people calculate it with, you know, your total reps or the weight you lifted, um, but that can get pretty complex when you're adding in all the poundage. Um, so basically, I just uh, quantify it by the number of sets that you are doing. Um, so the reason why I want to talk about volume so much is because because you know I, I touched on it in our programming podcast if you listen to that but what i'm really focusing on here today is junk volume um, so i don't know if you guys are familiar with this term but junk volume um, is exactly what it sounds like it's just volume that basically isn't helping you out um, at all it's not helping you towards your goals and it could actually be hindering you um, from achieving those goals. So I want to talk about the different the I want to talk about what volume is and the difference between good volume and bad volume um, and ways that you can kind of prevent junk volume. So the relationship between volume and intensity is very important. Um, and that's that's the first thing I really want to touch on here because, the volume doesn't really matter if the intensity isn't there. So just to cover our basis here, again, volume I quantify in the number of sets that you are doing per week. Intensity, uh, in terms of strength, you know, if you're working with athletes or if you're in a strength-based, if you have strength-based goals, um, we're going to quantify that in terms of percentage of a one repetition maximum. So Whatever your one rep max is, you're going to base uh, your intensity off of that. If you have hypertrophy goals, you know, you want to build muscle, um, you would quantify intensity uh, in terms of, you would use a from fail system, or you could call it reps in reserve. So it's basically how many reps you are away from failure. Uh, and the, the reason we use that system um, I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, but basically it's because um, there's a very good correlation between taking your reps close to failure and 
experiencing hyper experiencing hypertrophy or experiencing muscle growth. So we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but just know when we're talking about um, intensity, we're either referring to this in terms of a one repetition maximum or how close you are to failure. So the relationship between volume and intensity is inversely related. When I say inversely, I mean the more volume you do, uh, the less intensity you're going to be able to maintain to a certain degree. Um, simply because if you're working at a true high intensity, then you're not going to be able to maintain as much work. Um, so basically, we need to figure out how to balance this. Okay. Um, and typically, you'll see this balanced in two different ways. Um, and that's two different periodization models. And periodization is simply just having a plan. Um, so the two common periodization models are linear periodization and undulated periodization. And we've talked a little bit about this in our programming podcast, but essentially linear, period, linear periodization um, is strictly increasing volume and decreasing intensity or increasing intensity and decreasing volume in a linear fashion, for lack of a better term. So this is not super common because most, most programming now has some form of undulation, but for true beginners um, or certain specific individuals, uh, classic linear periodization is effective. And that's just simply increasing your volume and decreasing your intensity as your program goes on or vice versa. Um, the problem is this can't really be maintained for very long if we're talking about true linear periodization, just because eventually um, you're going to get, you're going to hit a wall. So that's when most people start utilizing undulated periodization. And essentially what undulated periodization is, undulation is just if you picture, you know, a line, undulation would be curves or ebbs and flows, you know, the peaks and valleys within a line. Um, so if we think of it in terms of volume and intensity, there's going to be a lot more variance in your volume and intensity. So th throughout the week, even you might have, um, you might have, uh, some days that are super high in intensity and then some days are super low. You know, some people run a high-low system. Um, some people have uh, a high day at the beginning of the week, then some low days, and then a high day at the end of the week. Um, there's, def there's different ways to do it. But when we're talking about volume, that's basically um, how we structure it. So uh, the relationship between volume and hypertrophy is pretty clearly stated in the, in the literature. And that is that it's a dose-related relationship. So basically, um, up to a certain point, more volume is going to equal more hypertrophy. Um, so if we're talking about building muscle, the more volume we can accumulate and effectively recover from, the better, because that's going to result in more hypertrophy um, to a certain point. Obviously, you can do too much, which we'll talk about, junk volume. 
the relationship between volume and strength is a little bit more complex um, because with strength work, it's a little bit more about building um, building effective. You you wanna you wanna be using uh, high enough weights, and like we said, volume and intensity are are inversely related. So you're not going to be able to maintain as, as much volume. Um, so volume and strength are a little have a little bit more of a complicated relationship, but uh, basically you. You just want to do enough volume so that your strength is increasing, um, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, but there's definitely such a thing as too much volume and too little volume, and that's kind of what we're going to get into here. So now that I've kind of explained what volume is and its relationships, um, let's talk about junk volume. So junk volume is anything that any any volume that you are doing that is not effective for your goal. So before we get into this, as I talk, I'm just going to be assuming that you're recovering properly. And the reason I bring this up is because most people aren't. So another big thing to touch on before we really even get into junk volume is even if you have an effective level of volume, if you're not recovering, it doesn't matter. And most people know this, obviously, but um, that's just another point that I wanted to reiterate because it doesn't really matter uh, if you're doing everything right if you're not recovering because that volume is all going to be junk volume. Um, we need to recover for that volume to be effective. So as I continue on, let's just assume that you are recovering properly. So if you are recovering properly, most forms of junk volume there's there's a few different types of junk volume um, but the common types that that i see is people doing way too much volume so any any excess volume um is is junk volume which i'll talk a little bit more about late in well i'll talk a little bit more about it right now but oftentimes people just do way too much volume and you know as the saying goes, it's quality over quantity. So after a while, the effectiveness of your volume is going to drop off. Like I said, more volume equals more hypertrophy up to a certain point. So you might have a really good set that effectively challenges your muscles. Um, and you might have another set that effectively challenges your muscles and you might not have another set. You know, you might have three really effective sets, but how many sets can you really do before the quality of those sets start to drop off and you're not really getting much from them? You know, that's the question because if you're doing, you know, I've seen people do 15 sets for a single muscle group in a workout. If you're doing 15 sets, how many of those sets are really going to be quality sets? Because if you know you have 15 sets, are you going to be going all out on the first set? Hell no, because you know you have 14 sets left. Um, and even if you do go all out on every set, eventually you're going to get so dog tired that, you know, by, by the seventh set, you know, probably before that, honestly, you're not going to be able to give it your all. So 
excessive volume volume is usually the cause of most junk volume. So when I talk about junk volume, it's usually either excessive volume or, like I said, those reserved sets. So you know you have 14 sets left. You're not going to go as hard on the first one. That's another form of junk volume. So what defines effective volume? Well, we have a few metrics actually that can define effective volume based on the current literature. So if we're talking about hypertrophy, we want to have anywhere from 30 to 85% of a one rep max. If the volume's under 30%, it's really just not enough to stimulate adaptation. So if you're doing these super light sets for like 25, 30 reps, it's probably not enough to stimulate hypertrophy and you're probably just doing junk volume. Now I said 30 to 85%, and that's just for hypertrophy. Past 85%, you, you there's a chance you might get a little hypertrophy, but it's probably not, you're probably not gonna be able to do enough reps for it to be, to build hypertrophy. Now that doesn't mean you can't build strength with over 85% because you definitely can. You you want to use 80, 80 plus percent for strength. But for hypertrophy, it seems that you need to be about 30 to 85% um, 1RM for the volume to be effective. So that's one metric that we have. Another metric that we have is the number of reps. So like I said, if it goes past 85%, you're probably not going to get much hypertrophy. That's because you're not going to be doing very many reps. Remember, I said volume and intensity are inversely related. So you what it, what is the right number of reps? Well, it's about 5 to 30 reps on set per average. So it can be potentially lower. Um, I wouldn't say any higher than 30 reps. I really, for most people wouldn't say any higher than 20 reps because once you start getting into those 15s and 20s, people really stop giving it their all. Um, so they either pick a weight too light or, um, you know, they're not really going all out. So about five to 30 reps. Um, for most people, I would say it's more like five to 15 reps, um, but there definitely is a lot of hypertrophy you can gain in that 20 rep range. Uh, it, you just really, I mean, that's some intense training. You really had to be giving it your all because we have a third metric. And this is probably one of the more important metrics for hypertrophy. So this is how close you are to failure. Now this gets thrown around a lot in the bodybuilding community, especially, and that's training to failure. Um, so what's what's the deal do we need to train to failure for hypertrophy or don't we well it seems like you need to be at least four reps from failure to see that must that adaptation um so anywhere from four to zero reps away from failure is gonna put you in a really good spot for hypertrophy now you have to work throughout that range obviously because you can't always be doing you can't always be going to failure um but, you know, a lot of people can see significant hypertrophy from, you know, three to one reps from failure. Um, so as long as you're using weight, that's between, you know, 30 to 85%, five to 30 reps, 
and you're pushing it, you know, at least four reps or lower from failure, you're probably going to experience hypertrophy. That's, that's quality volume. Um, in terms of strength, uh, quality volume similar, except it's the, the percentage, um, one RM is going to be a little bit higher because it's, it's about 60% plus for strength. So, um, you, you, you're going to be able to, you're going to need to be working with those higher, uh, weights so that we can build strength. Um, and then the reps are just going to change. So it's going to be usually, um, six to eight reps or less for strength to build that pure raw strength. Um, from fail doesn't necessarily matter as much, uh, but it's still kind of somewhat in that component um, with, with the percentage one RM. So, um, so I've defined what junk volume is. I've defined what volume is. I've defined what junk volume is, and I've defined what effective volume is. So now that we know that what's the right volume for you and how do you balance that volume across the week? Well, there's a few terms that we can use to identify, uh, the correct volume. And these terms are minimum volume, minimum effective volume, maximum adaptive volume, or sorry, yeah, maximum adaptive volume and maximal recoverable volume. So these terms are basically going to put you in um, different categories. So, um, this is basically the minimum amount of volume you need to grow and then the maximum amount of volume that you can recover from. So this is usually a range. It's different for everyone and it's different for each muscle group. This is kind of where this stuff gets a little complex, but certain people respond better to more volume. You know, I might be, might not be able to recover from as much volume as you. Um, on average, for most people and most muscle groups, it's about 10 to 20 sets per week. So, you know, it depends on the person and it and it really depends on where you're at in your program. But, you know, if you build up to about 10 to 20 sets per week per muscle group, that's on average what people respond best to. Um, like I said, it's different for each person and it's different from each muscle group. You know, the quads... Um, they might only take six sets for you to grow, um, but maybe your your biceps take 17 sets. Um, you know, the biceps are a smaller muscle, obviously, so they're not going to take as much to damage them, but they're also going to recover quicker, so they usually take more volume. The quads are much bigger, so it's going to take a lot more to damage them, um, and thus it's going to take a lot more for you, for them to recover. So... Basically, those are our terms for what effective volume is, volume is, um, and that's that's kind of how you know. You have to play around with how much volume works good for you. Um, I would say start on the low end because almost all the time people overprescribe volume. Um, so start on the low end, and if you're really taking those sets, if you're really doing effective sets, meaning you're using between 30 to 85% of your one RM, five to 30 reps, 
or zero to four from failure if you're training for hypertrophy. Um, then if you're really pushing it, it's only going to take a couple sets for you to really start feeling it. Um, you know, if you're at the beginning of your program, hell, it might take, you know, two to three sets until you're, you're done, you're dead. I mean, if you're really pushing it that close to failure, it, it won't take much. Um, and, and, you know, you start there and then you work up, um, you play around with it and you figure out, okay, maybe my shoulders respond better to a little bit more volume. So that's, that's kind of how you figure it out. And then how you spread it across the week is going to depend on how many times you work out. But, you know, let's say you work out twice a week, you work out a muscle twice a week. Um, you usually start your workout, start your week with, you know, let's say you need, okay, so let's go off what I said. Let's say you need 10 sets a week for it to be effective. So, you know, you can do five on Monday and five on Thursday. Or if you're really doing a lot of heavy work, you can do, you know, three on three to four sets on Monday and six to seven sets on Thursday. So it's all about balancing out that volume. Um, because if we can balance it out, you know, we don't just do it all on one day, then we can have even more effective volume within each session. Um, because you, you know you're not going to have to do 10 sets in one day. You can spread it out from five, one session, five, another session. So in terms of hypertrophy, that's basically how you identify how much volume you need. Um, in terms of strength, it's basically what you can recover from. Um, if your strength's increasing from six sets, then you don't really need to go to seven. Um, so you really just need to figure out what you can recover from um, optimally and then go with that because most of the time when people are concerned with strength, they're really adamant about, you know, squeezing every, every, every bit, every bit of juice out of themselves that they can get. Um, but really figure out what you can recover from and then increase from there because as soon as you start overworking yourself with strength, um, it can really lead to some some poor things. So figuring out how to balance that out is super important. Um, so yeah, that's that's junk volume in a nutshell. Um, so again, just to just to reiterate that really quick, what is volume? Uh, it's the amount of work you are doing, most often um, recorded with sets. Uh, the relationship between volume and intensity is inversely related. So the more intense your workouts, the less volume you're going to be able to handle, um, vice versa. And then junk volume, again, junk volumes, any volume that you're doing that doesn't directly help you reach your goal. Um, and the most common forms of it are excessive volume or those reserved sets, meaning you're doing so many sets that you're not going all out on the ones that you are doing. Um, or you're just not training hard enough to begin with. Um, so that's junk volume in its most common forms. And then again, those metrics for hypertrophy, between 30 to 85% one RM, five to 30 reps, and zero to four from failure. Um, and then for strength, it's basically just about figuring out what you can recover from um, properly, and then finding your 
minimum effective volume, um, your maximum adaptive volume, which is, you know, the most volume you can possibly um, recover from, and then working within that range. So starting on the lower end and then slowly increasing it. Um, so that's basically volume in a nutshell. I hope this podcast was helpful. I just think that so many people um, have so much junk volume, you know, a lot of times people want to push these programs and they try to make them seem really effective because, hey, that was really hard. Well, yeah, you had 15 sets of one at muscle group in one workout. It's going to be hard. Um, but just because you did all those sets doesn't mean, you know, more isn't always better. Um, so I think this is a really, really bad, big problem that people are experiencing and it's what's holding a lot of people back in the gym. So really start focusing on the quality of your, of your sets guys over the quantity. Um, and I think it'll take you, um, a lot further in the gym. So I hope this was helpful. Um, again, uh, make sure that the volume that you're doing is quality and, um, try to try to eliminate as much of that junk volume from your program as you can. Um, it saves you time. Uh, and it also, hopefully gives you more progress. So hopefully this helps guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoy these solo apps. Uh, it's just a way for French and I to kind of get, get some episodes in while we're both kind of crunch for time, um, with our schedules. And, uh, if you have any topics, just let us know. Um, we'll probably be back together for, a, for an episode soon here. So, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy this and I'll see you in the next episode.